0: Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Escape Route by Bonnie Contz Maria! Peter! Come to supper, Mother Miller called. As the two children raced into the kitchen, they nearly collided in the doorway. Laughing, they sat down at the table. What's for dinner? asked Peter, looking up at Mother as she took the pots off the stove. Cabbage and noodles. Oh, good, exclaimed Maria. Give me lots. Well, leave some for me, teased Peter. Mother sat down and asked the blessing, and soon every plate was filled from the steaming casserole. Children, said Mother, I have something to tell you. It's very important, and I must ask you not to tell anyone. What is it? What is it? they chorused. You know that our country has been taken over by another government. Food is difficult to get, and prices are making it hard for people to buy what they need, if the stores even have it. Yes, said Peter. Uncle Carl's store was taken from him, and people who once owned their homes must now pay rent to live in them. That's happened to lots of people, said Maria. I wish the enemy soldiers would go back home. It's scary to see them marching through the streets. I'm afraid they won't be going, said Mother. Many of our people have died trying to force them out. But they are here to stay now, and I'm afraid life will never be quite the same. "'Even though things have begun to settle down, "'I fear for what may come in the future, "'especially as you grow older. "'That is why I have made my decision. "'We must leave.' "'You mean just leave our city?' asked Peter. "'No, I mean we must leave our country entirely. "'Many people have already escaped, "'and others will be trying. "'I've prayed a long time over this,' said Mother. "'But Mother!' cried Maria. "'Haven't the border guards killed people who have tried? "'Oh, Mother, I don't want to go!' Mother put her arms around both her children and held them tight. Don't be afraid. God will watch over us whether we stay here or whether we go elsewhere, and I believe it is in His plan for us to go. A man will come to the house tomorrow and explain what we are to do. Now, as soon as we finish eating, I want you to get ready for bed. Morning was slow in coming for two children who waited to learn what their future would be. As the sun started to filter through the windows, Peter and Maria got up and dressed they could hear the sounds of breakfast downstairs. "'Good morning, children,' greeted Mother. "'Our meal is ready!' As they sat down to bowls of hot cereal and warm cinnamon toast, they heard a knock at the door. "'That might be the man,' said Mother. "'The one I told you was coming. Peter, answer the door, but don't say anything. Let him speak first. It's always possible that someone has discovered our plans.' Even neighbors can't be trusted anymore. The government is rewarding those who turn in others as traitors. Peter opened the door, and there stood a short man with graying hair. Good morning, he said. Good morning, sir, said Mother, stepping up next to Peter. It is rather early. Can we help you? Are you? Are you Mrs. Miller? What is it you want? asked Mother. My, my name. My name is George. I came to, is there anyone else here? He seemed to be nervous, as if he had doubts about the Miller family. No, we are the only ones. Have you come to help us? After talking a few minutes, they were convinced of each other's sincerity. The plan was laid out. I know the escape route by heart, he said. A friend who has already crossed over showed me the way before he left. Three other people will be going with me, besides your family. We must walk to the border. Anyone in a vehicle would have to go on the main roads and would be more easily discovered. Don't bring any suitcases or sacks, and don't carry any household items with you. You must leave everything behind. Come only in the clothes you are wearing, and a coat. You won't be able to bring any food along either. We must avoid all appearances of being on some type of journey. By all means, be casual. I will meet you at the edge of the forest near the water tower. On the other side of the forest is the border. We leave in three days. As Mother closed the door behind the man, she looked weary. She had not anticipated leaving in only three days. The seriousness of it all weighed heavily on her. "'Mother, are you all right?' asked Peter and Maria. "'Yes. I just want everything to go well. It will be hard, you know. It's a long way to the border, and we're not sure what we will find when we get there. We must remember every step of the way to be brave and have faith. Do you understand?' Two nights later, a frightened little family prayed and planned together. "'Children!' "'whispered Mother the next morning as she gently shook each shoulder. "'Get up! This is the day!' "'Quickly, they dressed in their everyday clothes. "'Mother had fixed a large meal, "'not knowing how long it would be before they would eat again. "'She had the children wash the dishes, "'and while they were busy cleaning up, "'she looked around at the things she must leave behind, "'never to see again. "'The family pictures, the handmade linens, "'the little mementos passed down through the family for so many years.' It was so hard to leave it all behind when each little possession had a special meaning. Mother, said Maria as she and Peter came out of the kitchen, couldn't we each take just one favorite thing with us? I'm afraid not. It all must stay, and we must go. With one last look, they closed the door behind them. Out into the street they filed for their long walk through town. Try to be casual, try to be casual, rang in their minds with every step. Mother greeted the baker who was standing in the doorway of the local store. Good morning. Good morning. A nice day today. Yes, it is, answered Mother, hoping he would not expect her to stop and talk further. Hello there, called a neighbor as she was sweeping her porch. Come see me later today. I'm baking a cake and want to give you some. I've been saving the ingredients for a long time. How nice of you, Mother called out. Each person was greeted, and a word or two was exchanged as the three passed the familiar houses of their friends. "'Why are so many people out and about already?' wondered Mother. After several blocks, they no longer saw people they knew, but still Peter felt as if he had a big sign tacked on his shirt that said, "'Escaping!' It was hard not to feel self-conscious. Some soldiers walked past on their morning patrol, and Peter thought back over the events of the past months. Resistance to the invaders had been strong. Civilians fought alongside the military to push the enemy troops out. There seemed to be fighting all over the city, and at times the streets literally flowed with blood. Finally, the enemy withdrew, and there were great cries of freedom and victory. The guns were put away, and everyone was celebrating, but they were taken by surprise when the enemy tanks came rolling back, this time to win. Mother is right to want us to leave, thought Peter, and God will surely help us. "'How much longer till we are out of the city?' Maria asked. "'Very soon, I think,' answered Mother. "'A few more blocks, and we'll be outside the city limits.' Finally they came to the forest. How beautiful it was! The autumn leaves had covered the floor with a crinkly carpet, and the bare arms of the trees seemed to reach to the heavens. George, with two other men and a young woman, was waiting. "'Over here! Hurry!' he said. The group gathered together her final instructions. It is very easy to get lost in this forest, but I am sure of the way, so please do not get separated from me. I cannot come back for you. Mother pulled the children close to her. We must go as quickly and as quietly as possible. That won't be easy with these dry leaves, but do your best. There may be soldiers in the forest or people working, and I'd like to avoid meeting them. We'd have a hard time explaining what we were doing here. Now follow me. Make sure the children keep up. As quiet as the travelers tried to be, the leaves made a noisy crunch, crunch. They stopped to hide a few times when rustling leaves told of the approach of a hunting party. Through the dense forest, they wound their way, sometimes on the well-worn deer paths, sometimes straight through brush and foliage. It was hard and tiring, hour after hour, but the little group was determined to keep going. Deep in the forest, the incredible beauty made it hard at times for Peter to remember what a desperate situation they were in. Suddenly, George stopped. "'I've changed my mind,' he said quietly. "'I can't go on. "'Continue on if you want to, but I won't be going with you.' "'But you can't do that!' exclaimed Mother, as everyone pressed around. "'At least tell us the way.' "'I can tell you nothing,' he said. "'I have decided to go back. "'If you are caught and they find out who was leading you, it will mean my finish. "'I just cannot tell you!' he cried. "'The men began to argue with him, but he bolted down the path and back through the forest.' Mr. George, Peter yelled and started to run after him. No, said one of the men. We can't go after him. He's not going to tell us anything, and I'm not about to turn back. But what can we do, questioned Mother. We have no idea which way to go. We know the general direction of the border, and I think we are closer to the border than to the city. Maybe we have a chance. But we don't know where to cross over, said the young woman. Without a guide, we don't have a chance of coming out in the right spot. We're doomed before we try. The older man agreed. But Mother, remembering her earnest prayer to God to guide her family, finally sided with the young man. Soon they were all in agreement to at least try, and off they started in the direction George had been leading them. With so many trees and such thick underbrush, it was hard to tell which way to go. For several days they walked through the forest, only to find themselves retracing their steps. We're going in circles, moaned the young woman. We are hopelessly lost. Now, more unsure than ever, they gathered together in a small clearing to talk. The wind blew and the leaves swirled around their feet. "'Mother,' whispered Maria, and she tugged on her sleeve. Out into the clearing stepped two large men. They were dressed as woodsmen, and each had an axe slung over his shoulder. Mother knew that the men who worked in the forest were a rough bunch and would likely not have much sympathy with what they were trying to do. At the very least, they would be robbed of what little they had at the worst. "'I didn't hear them coming, did you?' whispered the woman to Mother. "'You are looking for the border, aren't you?' asked one of the men as they walked over. No one said anything. "'We know you are. You, come with us.' They took the older man from the group and disappeared with him into the bushes. "'Oh, no!' cried Mother. "'I'm afraid they'll kill him for sure. Why did they take him?' "'Let's run!' suggested the young woman. "'We have to try to get away. "'Think of your children.' Unable to decide what to do, they stood and waited. They didn't want to abandon the old man, who had suffered a great deal in their wanderings the past few days. In a short while, the woodsman returned, and behind them walked the old man with a happy smile on his face. "'I can't believe they didn't harm him,' said Mother. "'I wonder what they want.' The old man hurried over. "'They have told me everything,' he exclaimed. "'We can get to the border for sure now. "'The way will be clear.' "'But remember,' cautioned one of the woodsmen, "'don't try to cross over until exactly four o'clock. "'That's when the guards go into their stations "'for one or two minutes to change posts and receive orders.' "'How can we tell you how grateful we are?' said Mother, "'as she turned to the man standing close to her. "'I have a little money and a gold watch. "'Please take them as a small payment for helping us.' "'She tried to press them into his hand. "'The woodsman smiled and looked at his companion. "'No, you keep them. We don't need money.' The little band of refugees hugged each other and turned to thank their unexpected helpers. They could not see them in any direction and heard no sounds on the pathway. Following the directions they had been given, they reached the border a little before four o'clock. The winter sun, now slowly disappearing, was casting its last rays of light on the wire fence that marked the border. Right in front of them was a hole in the fence. They took their coats off to make it easier to pass through. They knew that the fence, if touched, would automatically ring a bell in the guardhouse. From their position in the bushes, they saw the guards in their towers, machine guns on their backs. At exactly four o'clock, the guards left their posts and went inside the building. "'Now!' said the old man. As quickly as they could, each one scurried through the hole. On the other side, Mother grabbed Maria's and Peter's hands and started running. The field was icy, cold, and wet, and the children slipped repeatedly. "'Keep going!' urged Mother." Soon she was half-dragging them behind her. It wasn't long before the guards reappeared. Shots rang out all around. Peter glanced down the field and saw other people scrambling to get across the border. On they went, running as fast as they could. Soon it was completely dark. "'Look!' cried Mother. On the far side of the field, small lights began flashing, showing them which way to come. "'We're almost there, children. Keep going!' Just when Peter and Maria thought they couldn't take another step, they reached the other side and were met by friendly faces. They were exhausted and cold, and their stomachs ached with hunger, but they were glad to be safe. God has surely guided us here, said Mother, and they bowed together in prayer. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fishel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955.